we're done with the dating topics right now. Appreciate y'all listening to that. Um, we're gonna go ahead and move into the pop culture section of our podcast, and um, we uh, I guess we want to go right from the dating and body enhancements and women wanting attention and things like that. And I want to go right into the Lizzo topic because um, we skipping things okay. because it kind of coincides with the whole attention seeking that we talked about and. Um, and and uh, something that we talked about before, so there's another kind of part two about that. And it's funny because we were like ahead of the curve on Lizzo. So we talked about Lizzo in our last podcast, just in general, about the pictures that she posts. Well, since then, <laughs> she's going a little, she went a little basketball game. To your favorite team. To, to, to the Lake Show, 20, 20, 24 and 4, Lakers, by the way. But, but to, to the Lakers, by the way. And... Um, and uh, she, she she gave a little show, actually. So you got you got a game and a show that night if you were there. But maybe not the show you wanted. So she uh, she wore a shirt. Um, shirt had the, the ass part cut out of it. She was wearing a, a large thong. Oh, well, she had a T-shirt that covered her buttocks, but the buttocks part was cut out, yes. Exactly what I just said. Mm, you kind of... Mm. Okay. Anyway, oh, sugar-coated it. Yeah, yeah, I really, yeah. I listened to the part was cut out of the shirt. Anyway, so at some point during the game, not sure when, she was twerking with the buttocks cut out on on the jumbotron, right? Because the, the camera was on her. Now, have you been to a basketball game before, Several. Mike? Now, just in your guesstimation, again, purely anecdotal and vicarious, because I'm sure you know some people who went to games as well. How many children are in attendance? I mean, if basketball, if you got... Uh, let's say the average arena, modern arena, is 20,000. How many of those are children? <laughs> I was excited about this topic. Um, got 20,000 people. I will say maybe five, 6,000 kids, maybe. Interesting. All right. Just, you know, just food for thought. Please continue, sir. So, from that, uh, she got a course backlash for those um, antics uh, that she did. First, not the first, not the last. Lizzo has been doing this for a while, but apparently the world from that show is getting a hold of Lizzo. Lizzo, who I've known about for several years now. So, um, she got some backlash from that. And, uh, well, let's start with that, um, actually. When you first saw it, what did you feel about it, John? Well, I was... I was just, I was ashamed disappointed embarrassed um because you know my my take because i i say i say this i didn't know who lizzo was in the first place you mike or the one who told me that you know she's talented she plays instruments you know she got awards and all this other stuff by me looking at her page i thought she was like one of these people off of love and hip-hop who do these crazy things to get attention because literally her page is just nudity Mm-hmm. <laughs> like her, like her first fifteen pictures is just her naked. <laughs> I agree. Angles. She's never and, been on Love and Hip Hop, by the way. Just want to throw that. No, out. and don't get me wrong. Like she's talented. You know, she plays instruments. She does music. She has plenty of awards. I get that. Um, and then a friend of mine brought up a good point. Um, because he's also a fan of Lizzo, saying that what Lizzo does on her Instagram basically is warranted off the off of the strength of because what she does you have a choice to follow her or not follow her and i get that but coming back to my point of 
me being embarrassed and not liking what she did and also not being a role model to an extent since she is somewhat of a public figure to an audience at the game where she chose to wear a Pacific outfit and show her butt on a Megatron where there's children present. And I thought that was just completely wrong. And that was unnecessary. And I don't think, what's the reason for all that? And then she had like, she did some sort of response saying like her team was with her and she was drinking, she had a good time. They saw the camera put on and they were like, oh, you should just dance and all that. But I'm like, at the end of, like, why is that needed? Why are you needed to cut a hole to show your butt, wear a thong, and then show it to the world where there's minors involved? Why is that needed? Why do you need to show that? Why, how is that exuding confidence? Like, what does that do? Like, I don't understand how that shows that you're confident. Because I feel like, in my, in, in my opinion, and a lot of other people's opinions in that, in that regard is, you're doing it for attention. And if you're doing something for attention, it's showing that you're lacking confidence because what you're doing has nothing to do with confidence. <laughs> I, I don't want to laugh, but it's just like you're doing this and you're doing all these things in an in a excessive manner. How am I supposed to look at this and say you are confident because you're naked and you're showing your body and you're talking and you're cursing, you're doing all these other extra stuff to show confidence, I see somebody who's lacking confidence hmm. okay. with all those extreme matters of just being plain outright. Josh, your thoughts on the, the game, first and foremost, and her antics at the game, because you were very passionate about that a few minutes ago. Well, I mean, I didn't watch the game. I just saw the highlights. Right, and, the highlight. Of the and, and she was on the highlight. Yes. Which is interesting. So when you first saw it, what did you feel about the highlight? Hmm. I was confused, especially since she was courtside. So it's not only you're doing that, but then you're doing it court, courtside. So that's even more attention. Because let's be honest, if either if either one of us got courtside seats, we would certainly want attention for being courtside. I don't know if I would want attention for being courtside. but Really? So you're telling me if you're – courtside at the Lakers game, you're not going to leverage that opportunity to be seen. You're not going to go live. You're not going to post mad things oh, to I your story. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I mean, come on, Mike. <laughs> Let's be intellectually honest here, my brother. I, mean, come I, on. I really should if I'm promoting myself, so I should do it anyway. I was wrong. For Which is that. what Lizzo is doing. And at the end of the day, all celebrities and entertainers, Lizzo included, are paid for what they do. Okay, so with that being said, right, going to the next question. What's your answer, right? So... Um, should there be a line for an artist when it comes to promoting themselves? Not if that's part of their brand, and this is part of Lizzo's brand. Okay. Do you think there should be a line, even if it's a part of her brand? I mean, because Kanye don't have no lines, clearly, right? Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I get it, but me? I think it's unnecessary. I think there's other ways, especially if somebody... Mm. This is my thing. If you're that talented... You can play all these instruments. You have a great voice. You're able to make these this, these great songs. Why not? Why not showcase that? Why not showcase those abilities of showing that like, I could do this and I could do that? Because not a lot of people can do that. Right. 
And then, like, with those videos I showed you with that kid who does um, the beats, he's right. able to mimic those songs. Oh, yeah. He's not showing his body, he's doing all this. He's showing his talent. Yes. His confidence of being able to show out there. Like, you know what? Not everybody's doing this, but I'm going to do this to get my brand out there. And as he's doing it, he's building his following because he's showing his talent. And the crazy part is, if Lizzo cared herself like Adele, they would treat her like Beyonce. stretch but if she like carried herself in terms of the way she presents herself right, right, right. but like beyonce though you think only one b like i agree and yeah. i i agree that she's better i said like okay if obama was still in office we're not going to use trump as an example you think lizzo would be invited to the white office with her antics like that you think if she pulled something like that at the White House? Of course not. For the White House, I've been no. saying you never know where her. I don't know if Michelle might like Lizzo's music right now. We don't know. Like she might listen to the shit. I don't. I know. don't think anyone in the. I don't think anyone in the White House would want that to be shown. But, as a but here's image. the thing. I mean, conservative. In, whether in you're traditional or liberal, I mean, I feel like everyone could see that certain people would be embarrassed by that type of behavior. Yeah. Especially yeah. since. Especially with black people in entertainment, when we're used to be calling, acting like coons, right? How, as exactly. Dr. Umar would say, or shucking and jiving. All you're doing is making other people be like, see, this is what they do. I think um, I saw this on Love and Hip Hop. I saw this on a reality show. Well, so this your is point, what they right? do when they drink. And she is a role model. She's a public fader. This figure. is what they do when they drink. They act out and, to your point, and show off. To your point. You right. You look at her page and you think she's just a love hip hop person, and she's losing. Like I kind of said, I feel like it's it's kind of overshadowing her talent by some of the things that she does. Um, the game is just a no no. I feel like, like you said, there's kids there, and the thousands of little kids from all ages. Um, people, you know, families. It's a it's a, a basketball game is a family event. You know, for for the most part, like that meme right when it shows Kobe taking his daughters away. That wasn't true. But somebody might might have took their daughters away. And to be fair, I have to offer some other perspective because I did ask. So some people were like, "Oh, look at look at the cheerleaders and the dancers, right?" And I and I responded, "Well, here's the thing: if the cheerleaders and dancers were what Lizzo was saying, they would be ecstatic." If they wore what Lizzo was wearing, you saying? Mm-hmm. Right. The people you saying the people there. Right. And it would be again. It would be even just as inappropriate. It will be inappropriate. You're right. You're, you're right about that. I think that um, here's what I think about her. So, because I've been following her for a long time, so I um, I watched this evolution of her, you know, going going way back, and I feel like that she came on the scene just showcasing her talent at first, and that she's gotten more accolades and and more popular. I think she has like an agenda in her mind, and I think her agenda is to show that a bigger woman can wear the same thing a smaller woman can wear and still be sexy. But I think that she's... Uh, smaller women aren't wearing that. Well, I mean... Unless they're going to the adult film convention. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. I mean... And factually accurate as well. Let's check the red carpets. Right, but they're not all adult film convicts, right? You remember the, the thing that, uh, what's her name, Rose McGowan Awards, the MTV Awards, when she was with um, Marilyn mm-hmm. Manson. It was just like strings and nothing else. Or whatever, sure, right? but again, like you said, Grammy nominated. So we're talk, talking in that ilk. Grammy versus MTV, 
it's a different level. I remember the Justin Award show example. I'm saying, but I'm saying her point is that her her point her agenda is that a smaller woman, a big woman can wear what a smaller woman can wear. I think, or even we go back to to J Lo's coming out of her shirt, right, with, mm-hmm. with Diddy and all this type of stuff, or whatever. You can go to Little Kim with a titty out, and shit like that. You know what I'm saying? So I think that her that that's that's her hidden agenda, or maybe it's not hidden. I don't know. And there's multiple ways to skin a cat, so yes. <laughs> and I think she's going about it the wrong way, and I think she's went too far with her agenda. You know, in a particular case, I think you can still be sexy and wear certain things. Without being raunchy or being just, I don't know, it's becoming, it's, it's unflattering right now. And not because she's a bigger woman, it's because it's unflattering. Like, uh, what's, what's the comedian said? Ryan, whatever. Uh, Ryan, Ryan Davis. Ryan Davis, yeah. Like, it's just, it just you know, like, we're not coming at you because you're big, because it don't look good. Like, it just you know, it is what it is. And also, she got to realize, I get your agenda, but every woman is not built to wear everything. No matter who you are, certain things don't look good on 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 certain people. Right, you know? and the, the going back to Ryan's point of like when they do uh, the outfits on the right. carpets and the comparison. Who, like, wore, who better. wore better? That's not targeted to people of size. This is targeted to people who wore the outfit better. Right. One person might wear it better than another person, and the majority of people are going to agree. Like yes. This person wore better than that person. And much, most of the time, it has nothing to do with their size. It just has to do with how they wore it. And then with Lizzo, she just <laughs> takes things a bit overboard when she does her antics. Like the thing with On the Shade Room when they had that girl that wasn't Lizzo. Right. But wore this outfit with sequins and then jumped on screamed the, the B word and jumped on the table and like and broke, broke every table and yeah. thinking like, oh, look at Lizzo. Like, yeah. it, this is the stuff that you're inspiring, these stupid antics. <laughs> the Lizzo effect. Like, Lizzo it's effect. just like, she's she's saying like, oh, this is confidence and going to the point of where she says Rihanna is her inspiration. Her inspiration. Like, I see Rihanna, right? And Rihanna is considered like a sex symbol. What she, what she, how she looks, and with her makeup line and her lingerie line and everything that she does. But even let's say Rihanna, Rihanna does some of these risque things, right? Mm-hmm. I just feel like when you compare the two, what Lizzo's doing, she's overdoing it. Right, that's my point. Overdoing it. Don't, don't get me wrong. Rihanna has these has his pictures out of her naked mm-hmm. on like, of like on what was it on a on a balcony or whatever. And then don't get me wrong, she may have these certain outfits where she may wear a see through shirt or whatever. Right. But when you see her at a game or whatever, you don't see her getting drunk, having squared up t shirts and on her even her Instagram. She's not actually naked, naked like. Literally. She's not actually naked, showing yeah. like, like her naked with her legs crossed yeah. and her arm. Like, even though she's been naked before, she's not promoting that on her page. Yeah. Rihanna chooses to do it in the in the. I feel like in the for the right moments, the right time, right context. Off of, yeah. In that with, with her audience, Lizzo is just doing it like, I'm Look here, woo, and all that. <laughs> but it's like now, I just feel like. It's like it's a slap in the face because people of other races and other nationalities going to this topic of the race thing. They're gonna look at it and like, oh, this is what they do. Yeah, and I, and don't, I don't like that. Yeah, and, and that's like, just like a bad image, a and bad it's crazy taste. Because I feel like number one, she is talented, and number two, the the backbone of her agenda can be good in certain aspects, right? To show like a bigger woman can be flattering in certain aspects, but the way she's going about it makes you just like 
feel cringy about it. You know what I'm saying? So she she could even wore one of those like jersey dresses type right. of thing, and that would be illustrating the point that you're saying. But right. like you said, going about it the wrong way. Yeah, I, I feel like that's um, you know, that's a problem. And, and what I'm saying, but and I and I do agree, I think that, and I said I, there's a question I have, and I don't know if you think this too because you're you're into you know media, you know people in the media and stuff like that. But could those type of antics eventually overshadow her talent? People are like I don't want to fuck with her no more and stuff like that. Well, again, the reason why I haven't heard of Lizzo until this podcast is because I'm not her demographic. Okay. So it really depends on her demographic marketing-wise. Okay. I mean, you would say you're part of her demographic? Like you said, you've been following for how long? A couple of years. Yeah, you're, you're in her demographic. There's nothing, uh, that's what I'm saying, but it's just different. Because, again, I barely listen well, to music I, I heard, or words well, I, anyway. I, I don't really like her music, but I, I'm such into podcasts, and I was to a breakfast club. So once I heard that and they were talking about her, I said, who the fuck is Lizzo? So I started, like, following her and stuff like that. And um, and then seeing it, I mean, she's, she's good at the flute. It's just not songs for me. But demographic, interestingly enough, is a lot of, like, white people, which she was talking about, right? And, of course, like, certain black people, but a lot of, like, you know, she she does inspire some of these bigger women. Sometimes in the wrong way. Like, jumping on tables and shit. Jumping on a table and screaming at <laughs> people. But and breaking it, like, how is that inspirational? <laughs> I mean, that was crazy, though. Well, we saw who was clapping in the background. Who was that? Like, what you just said. Who was she inspiring? White women, white people. That's who was clapping in the background. That's who was clapping in the background. On the table, shucking and jiving, so. So you're saying because she entertains and inspires them in whatever way, that no matter what she does, it may not hurt her, hurt her brand. As of right now, this is her brand. So it's completely congruent. I only anticipated getting to the Janet Jackson level. Okay. That's yeah, right. I don't think that either. And I, because if you look at her page, right? I, look, I don't go on her page much, but just because of this and then like how we were talking yeah. about it, I look on her page. I don't follow her. Um, but you look at, let's say, the I think it's the first nine posts, right? Yeah. Of her page. I, don't, I, I can't say anything else because that's what I, look, I right. personally looked at. There's nothing of those first nine posts showing that she does these music. instruments and music. Yeah. It's just all her being naked. Yeah. Or her doing something just outrageous. Yeah. And it's just like you're a musician, you're a talented musician at that, who has been who has ob- obtained many awards, right? Why isn't that not on your page? Why are you just showing your body? And her mission is accomplished. Even Josh is talking about Lizzo. Yeah, even Josh is talking about Lizzo. Her mission is definitely accomplished. Jada Josh. I, <laughs> <laughs> That's a big deal. That's a big deal. Um, I just feel like that I wish she would go about it a different way. And, she, and I think there's still a chance for her to make that sharp turn. I doubt it. Yeah, she's, uh, she's going to cannonball into this one, Mike. Okay, moving forward. Well, at least in the, in the short term. Long term, who knows? Yeah, I think she, but I think she can. She might, she might not do it. Is what I'm saying, but I think mm-hmm. if she, if she said, you know what, I understand. What Wait, did we saying. confirm what she did in Chick Fil A? Was that really her? Or was that somebody else? One of her? I'm not sure. If that her was doppelgangers. Her. That was, that, I think we're doppelgangers, but that's oh, not okay. Like, that's, because that was just ridiculous. I would never be in Chick Fil A again. Her, case closed. 
Yeah. <laughs> this uh, is like Harley Quinn, Alfred Fleck-esque here. Yeah. I, and I think going back to, like I said, you know, first hearing about her, I think that because she talked about it in the first interview, mm-hmm. like how she felt like being a bigger woman that she would never be looked at to be put on and blah, 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 this and that. So I feel like it's become like her literal hidden agenda. She's going around it like the wrong way. You know, in a different aspect. And what I don't like about her, what I didn't like about her, was the whole thing when she got the girl fired from Postmates. That, that was yeah. Wait, I what, forgot about that. What happened? Yeah, bring that up, Mike. Yeah. So she was bugging with that though. Yeah. So the girl um, who worked for Postmates was what's Postmates? Postmates. It's like those like Uber Eats when you order food. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. 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 So it's it's one of the most popular ones, especially in L.A. or whatever out there. Postmates. So the girl was um, who worked for them. She uh, was bringing her food. I forget what it was, but she was bringing her food. And Lizzo got the food. And she wound up, instead of calling them or calling the girl back or whatever, she being Lizzo with the millions of followers that she has, she posted saying, just got my Postmates, the driver ate some of my food, and she was late, yada, yada, yada. So, of course, her millions of followers... Thought it, you know. So did she really eat it? No, she ate the damn food or whatever. So and then she put the driver's name. Driver's name. And got the driver fired. Clout. Yeah. Nonsense. Right. So, so and she lied. Yes, and of course her millions of followers, you know, you know, did the research, made sure to find out what a post, you know, got the driver fired. You know, defamation of character. That's interesting. So he could sue for damages. Why didn't he sue she for damages? She is suing. Oh, actually. All right. She's in the process right now. Excellent. Yeah. Yeah. Lizzo and Postmates for firing. You know. Ooh, that's brilliant. <laughs> yes. Became another black billionaire. But at the same time, it's defamation. It's the firing, but it's also the onslaught that the girl got on her social media from Lizzo's millions of followers. Like, why you eat her food, you greedy bitch, and blah blah this and that. Yeah. Was she black too? She's black. Yeah. And it was coming at her. All crazy. Sounding like Harriet. Yeah. Yes. So, I just felt like if you, like if I said Josh, you know, whatever, on my hundred something followers, whatever. But you know the power of your your social media. That's just not cool. And bitch, you got millions of dollars. I mean, it's fucking Postmates. Even if it's you know, come on, it was whatever it was. If you were you know clever she would probably if there if there was an actual let's say discrepancy in the delivery you can call up the owner of postmeets right add value then you become a part owner in the company yes or a spokesman or whatever <laughs> and whatnot so and and you're and you're now i have a business venture what postmates and i and i'm guessing she didn't grow up wealthy uh she grew up in houston i don't think she grew up wealthy though so she would understand the plight of this delivery person right Interesting. Yeah, because yeah, she talks about seeing um, Destiny's Child at a Walmart and when she was uh, a kid in Houston, uh, uh, stuff like that. That's what kind of inspired her and stuff like that. So, but, um, um, and they performing at Walmart, which really surprised me, by the way. So I got to really check the validity of that story. But <laughs> nevertheless, um, she, um, I'm like, Walmart, really me? But, um, but, uh, but anyway. Um, that story really made me, made me upset because I'm just like, yo, people hard work, people just trying to get extra money out here. Um, maybe some of it fell, whatever the fuck it was. It don't really matter. Maybe she picked it up and it was short. Maybe maybe the cook didn't put enough food in there. Whatever it was. Because you pick up a bag. You just deliver the bag. You don't like go through the fucking person's bag and like that. So, Thank you. Yeah. So I just feel like that wasn't, um, that wasn't cool. And that's 
would really, really turn me against her. So I think it's a lot of different cases here, honestly. I think it's a case of seeking attention, and I think it's a case of the fame going to your head. That goes with the Postmates story, and also feeling like you're untouchable. I can do what the fuck I want, how I want, and they're going to stop me. And Well, let me just read something from her demographic, sure. and we can see if there's some validity as to why she feels exactly that way. Okay. People don't realize societal norms are optional. A lot of societal norms are products of colonialism and outdated principles about the policing of our bodies and our actions. When it comes to dressing provocatively, there's no inherent bad that comes from it. It's not evil. It's not hurting anyone. It doesn't show a bad moral code. Yet people will judge it. Excuse me, judge the f out of you for showing your body. Why? What's the purpose of this? So, from her, her, her okay, followers. So, and from Toronto as well. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. I mean, I mean, the premise is, uh, I guess, valid, right? Societal norms. And that's completely factual. It's just different ways of going about it. Right. For the betterment of public decency. Right. Because, again, if a man did this, the equivalent of this, he would be considered obscene for, uh, what's it called, showing himself to people, right? Yes. And he'd probably go to jail. Yeah, lewd, uh, lewd public acts. And um, moving forward, speaking of how men are treated in this, uh, in this culture and men doing things and, and not being treated correctly. <laughs> Segway King! <laughs> Let's um, talk about something we were talking about a few weeks ago. We brought it back up. And that's the the rape culture in America. Um, and um, Josh and John, we were talking one day and it was about um, you know one of our icons, black uh, icons and somebody who uh, we all watched growing up, and, uh, and that's Bill Cosby. And, 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 his, um, and his conviction, his accusations, and, and, and what happened to him, and how that culture you know, led to that, and, um, and how we feel about that. So, so what are your thoughts on that, John? You haven't spoken in a while. Um, here's my thing with Bill Cosby. Bill Cosby... It's like it's like it's, there's different angles with Bill Cosby because especially in the comedic world, a lot of people, Bill Cosby would talk down to his fellow counterparts because of how they would present themselves when it comes to their mm-hmm. language. Because Bill Cosby had this squeaky clean image, and he was and I guess where he was the the point of where he was coming from, where he had to do to get to his light by what they're doing. You can't do that mm-hmm. when it comes to these white people. You got to show more more respect you can't be cursing you can't be going out the name and all that other stuff mm-hmm. and a lot of and he used to talk down to a lot of comedians but if you look at what bill cosby has done as a whole of what he's done with his works uh, when it comes to education educational programming um showing a positive image when it comes to you know the people of color and what he wanted to do with uh, buying that network and him having the money and the backing to purchase that Pacific network. And then going back, I think in 2005, they tried to get him down for these accusations, but mm-hmm. he got dropped in court because it was not enough evidence. Mm-hmm. Then all of a sudden, um, there was also something where, he, where his mansion is in PA, 
there's oil under the house and mm. not just not where he lives but in that general area and a lot of people in his area were protesting against these people trying to drill under his home so they can get access to the specific oil right and around that time they were saying that um this was one of the things that bill was being was speaking in light of like i refuse to allow this to happen and then also with the buying the network i refuse to give up like i really want this to happen and then all of a sudden, all these accusations of these women, many women, one after one, saying, like, he did this, he did that. And they banded with each other to say, like, this man has done this. But if you look at interviews from his counterparts and friends and non-friends, and they all say, like, they had this different, they had this idea with, with Bill Cosby, like, towards the end of your rodeo or whatever, when you get up in age, especially when you become a black celebrity, who's famous the thing with that is you never like eddie griffin i think eddie griffin said it you never can die clean they always find something that you've done or that other people were doing and they basically spotlight it to a point to where they can't let this person die clean in that sense and based off what bill cosby has done i'm not saying it's right but if you look at how people were in that time frame in the 70s, late 60s, and when it came to sex and drugs, that was a thing that was apparent in Hollywood. That was a lifestyle. And if you look at Bill Cosby, the power he had, people already knowing he was married, people already knowing he had power, power in the Hollywood realm and all that other stuff, when it comes to these women coming into his room, meeting him in these places, having multiple engagements sexually with him, you really think that Bill Cosby was doing all these things of raping them and doing this, and they, and they had no idea this was going on. They would consistently go go into these specific actions for most of these women, and then when you look at the women when they banded together and how they were how the things that they were saying was coordinated yeah and a lot of people tend to look past those things because of the agenda of what they're saying like especially with the me too movement and don't get me wrong like with ptsd and like the of the with what's happening in that specific moment where you can be um distraught of not saying anything for years which is a real thing but just going back to this reality of the situation and the reality of what was going on in that time with sex, with drugs, the lifestyle, that was something that happened to multiple celebrities. So Bill Cosby is going down for this. Why is it why is it just him? Why is he getting all these years? And then if you look at Bill Cosby in jail, what is he close what is he, close to his eighties or nineties. Nineties? Barely barely can see. Mm-hmm. Having to having to have people walk him around and they, he recently did an interview, and he is for certain showing no remorse to an extent of saying, like, listen, this is not me. I was set up, and I'm going to prove it. For somebody to sit there and say, after you lose, after you you lost your notoriety, you you, you lost your notoriety of universities, what, you, what you've done for the for, for, for the people, you, they pulled your show, you would think somebody would be like, you know what? I, I did it, blah, blah, blah. This is me. But for somebody to have so much passion in the sense of like, listen, I did not do this. This was not me. 
And for people to say, like, you know, this he's a dog, he's this, he's that, it's just like it it's based off of what you see in media. What they what they what they position. If you're positioned to be the target, they can make you the target. And I just think with all the things that with Bill Cosby has dealt with, especially with losing his kids, if you look at how his kids were murdered, those the the people that they put in jail were not actually the, they were not even at the scene. And it all had to do with him trying to buy this network. And a lot of people are looking past the facts. Like, this man lost both of his kids over nonsense. And I feel like a lot of people are forgetting what this guy has done for us. And Thank, thank you, Brother Bill. Appreciate you. Well, um, I think what you were saying about, you know, um, what Eddie Griffin said about, you know, they won't just let you uh, go out on yeah, die clean goes, you know, to one of Josh and I's favorite uh, favorite quotes, and that's either you know, you die a hero or you live long enough to become the villain um, from a dark night, and, and that's uh, so true. And unfortunately, because of the court of public opinion, it is incredibly dangerous to be a man, because unfortunately now men's rights are at risk here because at any time. Something that is consensual can be retrograded as assault simply from someone changing their mind. Yeah. Um, go ahead. Huh? And another thing, like the straight away from Bill Cosby, is like what's happened recently with like with Fifty Cent bringing up what Oprah's doing, of like purposely bringing up like our black heroes, our black celebrities, mm -hmm. and talking down against them. But when it comes to people who have been known to do these things, when it comes to rape and taking advantage of women like Donald Trump or uh, was it Weinstein? Harvey Weinstein. And her taking pictures with these people and speaking highly of them through the proper times. And then when they get, when all the, the uh, spotlights on them, she tends to just go to what? Russell Simmons and then Bill Cosby and talk about them and just like, whoa. whoa, whoa okay, we're not really sure what happened here and there, but what about these other people? How come a black woman is not speaking up for these people? But when it comes to other people who, who've been known to do these things, mm -hmm. but not get any jail time, you don't, you're silent. Yeah, I, th I think Harvey is right now, it turns out. I mean, I think he's um, just told he got to pay out. It's like, a, it's like a crazy number, though. It's like... Almost hundred million dollars and and um and damages to the women, but Harvey's still not in jail, so it's crazy when you think about that. But for for Bill, what makes me upset, you know, just as a black person, mm -hmm. and for what he did for the culture, and like you said, he was twenty known. million dollars, only black person to get twenty million dollars to HBCU. Yeah, and he was known to me, especially Eddie Murphy. He couldn't stand Bill Cosby, you know, back then, because of Bill's uh, squeaky clean image. However. What Bill did was show us as a black culture with his shows, especially the Cosby show, that you can be more. You know, you can be uh, the husband was a doctor. The wife was a lawyer at a time where they had shows like Good Times with us trying to move on up from the projects mm -hmm. and and 227 where we're all living in one building and mm -hmm. stuff like that. He said, no, I want my show to be different. I want the husband and wife to be successful. I want the kids to go to school. I want some of the kids to go to college. And he showed that we can do more. And he did it, and it was funny. And the thing about that show was that at a time in the 80s where there was so much other 
white stuff, you know, sitcoms and stuff on TV. It was the number one show for many, many years, which means he got in the heart of all of America. And it sprung off to a show like A Different World, which he also produced and he created. And Different World, it literally made black kids want to go to college because they saw this uh, fictional HBCU. And they said, you know what? College is something I, I want to do. I can go to college and, and have a college life and and um, and, uh, and and still you know learn and, and, and become something. I remember as a kid, I thought Hillman was a real school. When actually, when I was like ten or eight yeah. or nine, we would go. I said, <laughs> I said Hillman. So we go. I said Hillman. Like they were like Hillman. I was like, yeah, I want to go to Hillman. But again, I just thought it was a real school. I ain't go to Hill, man. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so it's just I feel like when they go to like pulling his show, I think that's a lot for me. And also, he wasn't the only person on that show or who worked on that show or who gets residuals or royalties from that show. Which made, um, what's his name? The guy. Michael Jamal Warner? Not Michael Jamal, no. Um, he played the boyfriend. He was working at, it was a big deal because he was oh, working at Trader, at Trader Joe's because he lost his checks yeah, because yeah. of that. And they got dropped from Tyler Perry. Yeah, <laughs> right, yeah, right, right, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I do have with Elvin, Sandra's husband. Wow. Yeah. yeah we're going to Trader Joe's last year because he lost his residuals from the comedy bag, show. Bag boy. Bagger. Somebody took his picture, but then he got an interview, uh, uh, audition with Tyler Perry, and now he's back working. But he said, I got to pay the bills. I went to those residuals to help me out. Stuff like that. He was on a lot of episodes. So that's what I mean. Stuff like that. You're taking food out of people's mouth who had nothing to do with it. But also, you're taking those educational shows away from the culture and whatnot. And again, going back to what you guys were talking about, this was not a, Bill Cosby didn't run a fucking um, sex rape ring. These drugs, these, uh, th th that culture, it was like you said, very present, uh, 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 relevant. And you can't tell me that your, you know, big white stars, your Marlon Brando's of the world, your Michael Douglas's, your uh, whoever, you know, was a huge celebrity back then wasn't involved in the same type of stuff, but yet they're still acting and, and working today. I just feel like that target is there, and we as a culture only lose only lose because of it. Those are my thoughts from Bill Cosby. True, I believe he was uh, definitely was a martyr. Because unfortunately, the way that media works is that they'll have a, let's say, a very riled up public because then, you know, they work on sensationalism and then they'll focus the pen, you know, they'll pin the blame on two key figures. So Harvey and Bill in this case. Right. And then, you know, now you have this movement of essentially vilifying men just for being men because mm -hmm. it's, it's creating a culture of victimhood so it doesn't matter like what happens you're always going to be you're you're going to choose to play the victim so i i refer to it as being like a priest or priestess on the altar of victimhood so no matter where you are you're always going to preach from your pulpit yeah um and i could say like um and again i don't i don't want to get to the details of, the, of all the cases and i'm not sure what's factual or not to my 40 years ago so i don't i don't i don't know I mean, just by, again, the coordinations of the stories, yeah, which all sound the same. And again, a lot of these girls were considered party girls. So party girls in that era were literally girls who, uh, have you ever seen Mad Men? Yes. Like, literally like that. So essentially call girls, or if you want to call it sex workers, 
but some of them are we're not only complicit but enthusiastically you know embracing that world meeting right. you know celebrities any the same thing groupies do now so you're essentially being paid to be a groupie and again i just don't i just don't feel like you know trying to erase him or, or things that his body are working what he did that especially at that time because we needed him as a culture and there weren't many black iconic figures at that time to try to get rid of that is like is it just it's, it just baffles me and it bothers me positive and wealthy black family right exactly so moving forward into the actual culture itself which you kind of um you know alluded to and it's crazy it's a shame because there are actual rapists out here there's people who you know there's, there's an actual people who get raped and it's a shame for these girls and, they, and it leaves them with you know i mean besides physical scars so many mental scars and it's it's, it's horrible and emotional ptsd ptsd and it's, and it's very very bad and they have a hard time um getting into relationships and connecting with people and they're very standoffish a lot of times and it's a, it's a real shame but the shame of it is that's so real but then you have the rape culture to where, like you said, the victimhood, so to speak, where, you know, things are presented a certain way and then when it doesn't go their way, they wound up, um, you know, saying it's a rape or, 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 or non-consensual when it, when, it, when it was in a lot of cases. Can you do me a favor and inform the people what happened in Toronto? So Josh just gave me a story. Oh, yes, he sent it to us today. So... Um, did you read this about the woman in the strip club today? No. Okay. So Josh, um, that story said a woman who actually went to a male strip club. She paid for two lap dances oh, from a male me. stripper during, uh, which she gr gr grabbed his penis, uh, apparently gave him a blow job and had sex with him. She later regretted it. And instead of owning it, she cried sexual assault. He was thrown in jail for two years. He's finally getting a new trial uh, by appeal, which means he's still in jail. And the context also was that she had a boyfriend at the time. Uh, yeah, I don't see that part, but I, I can. I, I bet she did. This is a nice case, guy. Um, Thank you. So that's Actually, one I have an example of that too. Not for me, but a friend of mine. Um, I got a couple. Wait, I, are, I, are you serious? Yeah, Mike has a story. Oh, I, I'm gonna need each from both of y'all, please. But, Thank you. Um, to that context with the Me Too movement, um, this was not when the Me Too movement was apparent. Um, this was a couple of years ago. A friend of mine, um, I won't say his name, uh, had a thing for white girls, and um, he went to uh, what's that school by the shore? Um. Rowan? No, not Rowan. Monmouth? Monmouth, yeah. He he went down to Monmouth because one of his buddies went there and they were throwing a little party, so he drove down there and he found a girl. Um, you know, she had a little some size to her or whatever. And that was his thing. And I'm not I'm not gonna say what never mind, but it was his you thing. Like big girls? Uh yes, but he had a I'm not gonna go into that. I'll go off, off camera for that. All right. But um he, you know, found his girl. She was upsized. And, uh, you know, they end up hitting her off, drinking, and they end up having, you know, sex. So 
it happens and then what happened was in the morning when he woke up he sees police officers over him and he's just like uh okay <laughs> what's going on and the girl's not there so what happened was the girl had sex with him and then her boyfriend found out so what she did was she cried and said oh he raped me and called the police just because she didn't want to get in trouble with her boyfriend. So police come over. And he was lucky because the officers that came and got him, because he was just like, listen, officer, like, I I didn't do that. Like, this was consensual. Like, we just, we were drinking. We had a good time. I would never do that. Listen, I'm like, I, I can't do that. I can't have a life. <laughs> I've been to school. Like, I went to, uh, I went to certain such and whatever. And the officers actually believed him because they're like, listen, man, we get it. This particular girl does this often. A pattern? It's a pattern. And because of That's that specific pattern, enough. they were like, we're going to let you go. We believe you. Kobe. She does this every time she gets caught with her boyfriend. She calls the police and say she was raped. But we can see that that was not the case. Thank God for And her. he was lucky because in most cases, in most towns, like you're in Virginia, Alabama, Mississippi, one of those places, they ain't believing anything that you're saying. It, all they just need somebody to have... What is it? Reasonable doubt? You're done. All they need is like, oh, he touched me in a whatever way. And I think that's a sad part because there's stuff that's actually happening. And those cases are getting ignored for these fabricated cases just because of situations like this. You may have been caught or with the Toronto story. Um, you may have regretted it. And then you can't own up to the specific matter of what you chose to make to engage in. And when it, when everything goes left left or whatever, you can't own up to that, and then you have to find some sort of scapegoat. Yeah, I don't have a personal story, thank God for me. But um, a friend of mine, he also went to a college. Um, I talked to him about this. I knew we were gonna talk about this soon, so I told him I would talk tell the story. I'm not gonna use his name, but he went to a college to visit a girl that he he had met. She invited him in her dorm room. And she was like, you know, why don't you come lay on my bed, you know, right now. You know, come lay with me right now on the bed, whatever like that. Take off your shoes or whatever. Take off your shoes and go lay with her. Um, as he's laying there, you know, with her, um, she kind of takes off her underwear and stuff like that. Yeah. So he's, you know, back to back to back. I mean, uh, front to back type of deal with her, like spooning almost. So, and then she like... Um, takes off her, her her shirt or something like that and then he kind of you know she, she turned the light off and you know she's grabbing his hand he's touching her stuff like that so he goes of course you know slide it in she immediately like you know like not immediately but after a minute or two she stops him she jumps up she walks out the room or whatever and he don't know what's going on about 10 minutes later, her roommate or somebody, whoever came in, and they said, you need to go right now. And he said, what? And she was like, and she she was like, I can't believe you took advantage of her like that. He's like, what are you talking about? And she's like, you need to go. You want me to call security or camp security, whoever it is, whatnot. Like, you know, it's not. Because what you did was foul. And he basically, like, got up out of there. She was like, don't even put your shoes on. Just go now. Or whatever. So he's, he, he, he walked out with socks on and stuff like that. But it's crazy because 
had the girl went to the security or whatever, that could have went so left. When she initiated everything, she invited him to her room. She invited him to her college. Invited him to her room. Told him to go into bed. Turned off the light. Took off her underwear. Uh, grabbed his hand. Grabbed his hand. And put it where she wanted, wanted it. Or whatever. And then as soon as that happened, here goes the roommate flying like the police or whatever like that. Like, you know. So, again, can we be honest here that on average that doesn't happen to the average guy? That's true, yeah. So when that does happen, usually that only happens when it's completely consensual. I agree. A hundred percent. And, you know, from that, scared the mess out of him, obviously. And, um, and uh, you know, made him start being very, very weary of those type of situations and making sure that things are like 200% consensual and there's no uh, thought process. It sounds like Josh's first date rule has some validity here. Uh, yeah, it, it, it does. So <laughs> the, the movement's crazy. And I remember you sent us those, um, the picture of uh, the ladies who were putting those posters on the uh, telephone poles. And, you know, the one said, like, uh, I um, I wanted to tell, but I didn't. And she had this whole story. And, like, you know, I wanted to tell, but it was my sister's fiance or something like that. And it was just like, um... I didn't um, know what to do because I didn't want to mess up, you know, her future wedding and whatever it was. But it bothered me because I'm just like, yo, is this real or not? Because if this guy actually raped you, why would you let your sister marry him? Thank you. It just doesn't make any sense to me. You know, like things have to make sense to me. And and then it's like, um, so come five years down the line, if he rapes your sister, are you going to then say... Yeah, he raped me five years ago, but I didn't want to tell because I want to mess with your wedding. And how often does that happen? Right. That's my point. So I'm like... And then they keep talking about, you know, repeat rapists getting released and going about doing it again. Well, you got to say something. Especially if your sister's marrying him. Your sister. Well, I was like, your sister marry a rapist. And one girl said, I wanted to tell, but he was marrying my friend a couple weeks and I'm in the wedding. The fuck? What does your role in the wedding have to do with the guy being a rapist? Is that important in this situation? I, I don't understand. So this is like, again, when I see stuff like that, I have to question it. Is it real or fake at that time? Because your fucking bridesmaid dress don't got nothing to do with the guy being a rapist. That's the most horrible thing in, in the world. If somebody raped, you know, my daughter, and I found out you knew about the shit, and you didn't tell her because you weren't a bridesmaid? Oh, they definitely getting that smoke, too. Yes, you're getting that smoke, too. Like, what the fuck? Like, it's crazy. So, it's just like, the culture is crazy. And I feel bad for some of the artists and, and actors that go through it. But also just regular, everyday Joes who don't know how to act or react. I mean, you, you're very strong views about it. You haven't really spoken about it yet, though. But well, what's your take on the whole? I honestly am afraid for future sons. Honestly, because at that point, it's really a girl's word against yours, similar to, and as we know this as black people, it's the cop's word against yours, mm-hmm. right? So we're living in a society where it's okay for a cop to have a body cam and kill you without any reason, yeah. and they get paid administrative leave. Yeah. And or you can be a male stripper where, and again. Doing your job. Right, so. Again, I'm just going to share a story from someone I shared this with. 
who has you know close connections to this and i think it summarizes it quite well so in response to this story i don't have a lot of, lot of evidence from both sides but i think that ruling is complete bs because he went to jail for two years male dancers are often sexually assaulted by women at those clubs the women get crazy and if you've seen any videos that mm-hmm. will concur concur that statement confirm that statement excuse me the men play it off because they don't want to appear like they are weak she probably regretted her lustful decision toward the end of the sexual act and then that moment of clarity she decided to charge him with sexual assault to cover up her own act of indiscretion one of my former female supervisors did this she got really drunk at work at a work conference she was escorted back to her room by a male and a female co-worker she was so drunk and was hitting on the male co-worker they had sex and to cover it up she said he raped her and got and he got fired she was married and it was believed she did this as a cover-up due to her act of indiscretion sexual assault is not to be tolerated no matter what sex the assault is geared towards and i agree I, I mean, yes, yeah, not to be tolerated on both ends. It's not fair. And you definitely don't see the other way around where, you know, guys claim sexual assault because you like, you don't want to feel, if they're worried again, right, John? Weak. Um, at a certain at a, at a certain aspect. Um, and, you know, some women do feel that there is no difference between sexual assaults, but I, you know, respectfully disagree because, like, as you said, men are viewed socially different than women even though there's some women in the world who believe that they're equal they're still not treated equally because there is a double standard right so i guess the moral story i mean it's just to kind of be careful i guess the best way you can be and make sure everything is consensual again i like i like my 90 percent rule so this allow her to do 90 percent of the work that makes sense because she's going to be that enthusiastic anyway I mean, you know, this is true. And um, moving forward into some, um, <laughs> uh, keeping going with our pop culture. You, you good there, John? You all right? Well, yeah, this, you know, that stuff scares me. So. I know. Yeah. It's, it's very it's very cringeworthy. It's scary. Yeah. It's just like we got to protect ourselves. Especially if I don't even, like, trust a girl. I'm, like, I'm going to make sure I have everything in messages. That's how worried <laughs> I am. Like, I have everything but it, in messages. But you have to. That's or, why I love WhatsApp so much. Or if I record, or if I have to record the conversation. If it's some, I think I've done this once or twice. Where there was, like, somebody I just felt like it was just too good to be true. And, like, I literally had... The conversation recorded just in case if she was to say something else that didn't happen when she was literally leading the whole way but then she also gave this feeling of vulnerability like oh i don't know why you made me do this and i'm like oh no 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 not me i don't make right. anyone do anything that they don't want to do this is all you baby girl not me <laughs> <laughs> like nah <laughs> you ain't doing that to me i just can't i just can't because i'm not that type of person i'm not type somebody to take something that that doesn't want me that back. doesn't want it back like it, it, I, I i don't have any desire of feeling to do that because it's not fun yeah like you uh, i can't i the sound i just can't it's just weird Which, i just can't do ex- it. i agree and that's why i feel like it's even more important to point out the false accusers mm-hmm. and again that's a touchy controversial subject because there's a movement talking about believe women but when we hear instances like this and I feel like their rulings or their judgment in regards to 
if they are indeed find out that it's something that they made up, I feel like their punishment should be severe. It, they should yeah. spend the same amount of time in jail if as not worse. Yeah, just because and I, I agree with the, that. The problem is that the court of public opinion, and the, the problem with that is that with these celebrities and people like that, they're losing careers or losing jobs before they even tried in court uh, based off an accusation, and that's the and that's what sucks the most. I feel like, of course, like you said, it's even worse because it's a violation of your freedom. Right. So not only because again we know how jail can be. So they have their own judiciary system. Right. So if you were going in there and they hear that, oh, you're raping girls, the guards are going to turn another eye. Yep. You're going to get beat up. And the irony is you actually might get raped. Yeah. And now you actually have the PTSD. Right. And guess what? You can still come out and be innocent, but you have to register as a sex offender your entire life. Right. And that ruins your life. Where I actually didn't know this, you can't, as a registered sex offender or if you get, if you're, if you get committed for a crime that you didn't do, especially when it comes to murder or anything like that, like, like people going in the same tying tying into the same thing, you can't buy like you can't buy a home, you can't rent, you can never rent a home because with that stigma, when they look up when you look when they look you up your information, you can't do anything mm-hmm. in your name anymore because that's gonna follow you, regardless if it, you regardless if it was something you just never did and then you become acquitted, that still follows you. Because people are going to look at that and remember you like, oh, this person did this, that, and the third, and, ha- and have that idea of you. And it's already like, because it's, it's the opinion of the public. It's just like, I, even though they say you didn't do it, I think you did it. <laughs> right, like OJ, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> and what about for you, Mike? Because I feel like, all right, there's also the argument that we don't know, you know, how consensual it was. But from based upon the facts presented, how consensual did you seem, did it seem that she was in Let's say in the Toronto case. I mean, in the Toronto uh, case, the one you just had us read, it's, I mean, first of all, she paid, number one, she paid money out of her pocket to have entertainment by this guy. That's the first thought for me. A private lap dance. Private lap dance. And we don't know, because, again, if it rolls reverse, you're not allowed to touch her at all. Right. And what does she do? She grabbed him from the beginning. And grabbed him where? And she grabbed his penis. Right. So and then I, again, I'm thinking about angles here, right? He's probably standing up. Right. She's probably sitting down. Yeah. So then she proceeds to perform fellatio. Right. So I'm saying, like, where is this not consensual at? It's not consensual when she decided I regretted what happened and said he did it. But I had to think about all the facts. Like I'm saying, like this guy's fucking a male stripper who's get paid for lap dances often. I'm sure there's beautiful women who approach him on a regular basis. And whatnot, and she might have been beautiful too. Whatever, I don't know. But I'm saying, like, I just don't feel like his thought process. I'm gonna jeopardize my career in the back of a strip club in the room by raping this woman, and then I'm potentially gonna go to jail. It just doesn't add up to me, and whatnot. There's no motive. There's no motive. So this is for me. The whole Bill Cosby case has to do with motive, and because of that fact, he has the however effect. Right. There's literally no incentive for him to do that. I agree with that too, hundred percent. In this case too, it just doesn't make any sense to me. Just what, what did he win? Like, I mean, I, I just don't get it. And I, I mean, I would have to see more into the case. But does she have like, um, you know, still scars? She was trying to get away or something like that. Like, I, I, don't, I don't know. But when you're you when you're paying for the dance and performing fellatio, I mean, what's, what's going on after that? I, I, I don't know. So, it's, it's that ownership. 
people don't want ownership. to own to the things they do. Yeah, and that's how most of the cases happen. I feel like they either don't want to own to the things they do or goes back to that whole um, women uh, want more. And when a guy doesn't give them more, it's basically you rape me or whatever. Like if you really just said you're a one-night stand or whatever like that, now it's like, okay, I can't be a one-night stand to let me, you know, say he raped me. And that's where scary part um, happened, especially in my one week old life or whatever. When I had a couple one night stands, I could have easily been a girl saying, "I want it more." Not that into you. <laughs> well, they would never said that. But, but but he would have said, "I wanted more," and 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 then called that um, you know, that particular situation uh um a rape uh situation. So. I'm just happy that never did happen to me. And um, hopefully it doesn't happen to my son, you know, at all in his life. And and, and hopefully it doesn't happen to my boys either, none of you guys. So, you know, just got to be careful. And, um, and again, um, our women out here start to, who have realized that they're taken away from uh, police work, um, rape kits, um, evidence gathering from actual rapes happening when they say it's rape when it's not. They got to realize the big picture. At all, you know, especially if the stats say that the majority of rapes are by people that you know, right? So, so it's more likely they get a conviction, right? And even going back to that, we, I'm going to add a story here. Going back to that, like people just making up stuff. It just, it, it, like I sent you out a story where you sent me the story about the girl who made up being abducted the other day. Did you see that? <laughs> and that was crazy because again. We had a long. Did they say what the reason why she did it? Yeah, I'll give it to that. But they said that. Well, we had a long podcast about abductions and sex trafficking and how how much of a problem it is in this country and other countries. And then you get this sixteen year old girl who literally, um, uh, I, um, sets a you know a, a trap or whatever, but makes up getting abducted. And whatnot, walking down the park with her mother, and four guys come out and take her and put her in the car. And the part that got me is that the mother, of course, trying to fight for her daughter. They push the mother down, but the daughter, who's involved, watches her mother get pushed down because she got to keep going on with the, with the scheme and whatnot. And based upon the video, she was for me way too willing to go with them. Right, and gets in the car, and then the next, so then the cops. Because she's a minor, because it's huge, much bigger. She's a minor, right? So they all over the city. They're scurrying around the city. They got posters everywhere, pictures, you know, everything like that. And then they say, just walk right back to the park, and she's, you know, okay. It turns out that she said she was unhappy at home. That's why she had the whole thing set up. Because her parents are too strict. Too strict. Wasn't happy, um, whatever. And the four guys who they're still looking for because they still kidnapped the minor, whether they set it up or not. Or whatever. But how is that kidnapping if she's an accomplice? Well, I, I don't know. I, I think they will get charged with something, honestly. But I'm not sure what the charge would be. Perhaps assault on the mother, as they should. But that's, yeah. that should be the only thing. <laughs> yeah, which is bad, too. Um, but they may wind up getting whatever they get. A record, let's just say. She's going to get charged, too. Yeah. Um, for that. All because of that. But the bigger picture is that, like, again... Like, real trafficking is happening here, and then that happens. Like, did you see that? Like, how'd you feel about that? You mean, I got the, the end of it, but right. I, I did read up a little bit. I think, I don't know if Charmaine gave her donkey of the day. 
because I remember I, that's where I read about most about okay. it. Okay. Listen to it. I just think it's just it's it just shows a lack of immaturity when it comes to you know most young people, especially when they're getting when I when they're not getting their their own way. Whether if they're living in a strict household, they can't leave, they can't see the guy they want, mm-hmm. or whatever it is the case may be. I just think it's it's senseless because of the the major issue of what's going on when it comes to sex trafficking mm-hmm. and especially when it comes to girls of color of how rampant the numbers are and for you to just play this game just because you're <laughs> have a home with a family that cares about you and yes they may be strict or whatever you just take advantage of that and take away from man hours of other cases that are are real people who have been abducted not playing games and then you just take advantage of this just because once again you know i can't get i can't get to do what i want to do and i think that's just just like come on you can make the choice if you if you really don't want to be in that environment you want to do what you want to do by all means get yourself get yourself a job move out do whatever it is but don't fake some nonsense scheme of oh, I wanted to prove a point because my parents are too strict. Yeah, I mean, that's the type of philosophy, let's say, that terrifies me because I feel like these are the type of women who would fake domestic violence and run into walls and then call the police. Right. Yeah, which, um, of course, as we said, is also, um, also very scary. And, again, I have to share one more tidbit from a girl who actually believe, you know, coincides with my beliefs and I feel like this sums it up quite perfectly I hate double standards that ish is beyond me a woman engaging with a male stripper voluntarily already decredits her story so this is what worries me about the fake allegations and instances like that with the fake abduction because now it is cry wolf now less people are going to believe the next person who actually might need your support right and that's the shame, you know, that cry with nature of that. So, yeah, that, that story wasn't on agenda, but it, it happened the other day, and it, and it kind of, you know, I, I just couldn't believe it that she actually faked being abducted, you know, in that way. Um, so other stuff happening this week, uh, some good news in hip-hop. Jay-Z and Kanye, uh, which is all over the news, they showed up at Diddy's 50th birthday party, along with uh, Beyonce in that dress they didn't like at the barbershop. <laughs> But uh, they showed up there and they adapted up, and apparently um, the beef may be squash. Um, what's your thoughts on that, Josh? Well, I thought it was quite interesting, considering you thought it was the news at all. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. But, <laughs> <you're> talking about. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, I feel like it. It's very important for our people to see people squashing beef in a in a very cordial way. You know what I mean? As opposed to ending up like those situations at Disneyland, let's say. Because right. it easily could have turned into that. That's crazy. Yeah. What about you? <laughs> I thought it was interesting just because Kanye, you know, really digging up Jay. And then Jay, in a sense, distancing himself from him. And I know that took a toll against Kanye because of all the rants he used to do at his concerts. Um,. And to now see them dap it up, I think that was a real, a really good thing for hip hop. But they also said Jay Z didn't 
essentially didn't have an issue with Kanye for the most part. It was mostly because of Beyonce had wants nothing to do of Kanye and Kim Kardashian because of Kanye and Kim constantly being on cameras and with Beyonce being so private, Kanye consistently broadcast private business. And with her, she's just like, you know what? I'm done with this guy. And Jay is just, you know, doing what the husband should do, follow the wife, and say, all right, you know, I, I can't really mess with this dude, so I got to publicly say I don't. But to be fair, he also shares the same philosophy of being discreet. Private, right. very private. Um, yeah, I mean, I hope so. I mean, I heard that it was a lot about to do with the title situation, and but I heard that was kind of settled, you know, um, and been settled. And it's good to see them back together. They made some great classic songs and hits together. So I'm all about the music, man. If I get a, if I can get a watch to throw them too, I mean that'll make my, you know, that'll make my year. I still want the Kanye, Drizzy, and Hove album personally. I still want that. Yeah, I, I would love to see that, but not more than Watch the Throne too, because Watch the Throne one was a great, great album. So you know, hopefully. But then you say uh, sequels usually suck. I never said that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hopefully, we can get that. Um, moving forward, kind of just kind of, kind of just going going through the motions here. Um, uh, another big story is Takashi Six Nine, especially today. Uh, apparently, he um, he's not released. Not released as yet. I know. Yet, but no, he's not getting released. He got sentenced. He got sentenced. So this is what happened: the prosecution and. Um, what is it? The prosecutors and, and the uh, DA and the DA gave the recommendation, basically saying like, "Look, with recommendation of the federal government, he has time served." And everyone was thinking, like, "All right, Takashi's going to get off because usually when you give off of when you give that recommendation, especially from the federal government, that in most cases the judge is going to go with whatever they they agree with." But the judge basically threw the court for a whirlwind and was like, "Listen." You're not getting off this easily. He gave him a three-year sentence, and with, I think Takashi's been Thir- thirteen months. Been thirteen out. months has been time served, and then he's actually going to get out towards the end of 2020. And then they said the judge said something interesting, where he basically comp- you compromised yourself, where no gang member in the city would want to work with you because you of what you did for us. And I hope you learn your lesson. And then. Also, he also got like, um, what is it, five years of, pro- of what is it, um, probation after the two years. Right. So I just thought that was really unique because everyone thought he was going to get time served, which he was. Essentially, he was supposed to get time served. But, you know, at the end of the day, the judge can make judgment of whatever that they, they decide to do. And he didn't get that. So it'll be interesting to see what happens next because it will tell us how that judge's decision was made. Mm-hmm. And um, so, and I saw it was a day. I didn't realize that they said that, you know, Breakfast Club said they, they would banned him. They banned him based off of him being a snitch. Mm-hmm. And that uh, Envy, who basically runs the Breakfast Club, um, thought that, uh, you know, promoting that it's okay to tell on someone if you get off, wouldn't be good for the show, especially to tell kids and stuff like that. And I, I saw that, and the guy I usually I send to you with the videos of his responses, mm-hmm. he brought up an interesting point. Because at first, one, thing, one point to point out there was, 
he he agrees. He does, he doesn't like to he doesn't like Takashi Six Nine anyway. He think he should be banned just based off of his antics and stupidity. Mm-hmm. But he's also saying that what Charlemagne was saying was just nonsense because it's just like they're hiding behind the truth. That's not like necessarily the truth because of his actions. Because if that was the case, there'd be a lot of people that'd be banning on the Breakfast Club. I was thinking the same thing, and my thing was that. And Angela, you know, she was saying that maybe it'd be cool to get him on here to tell his story mm-hmm. or whatever and why he did what he did and stuff like that. But she got outvoted or out envied and she um, and they said, no, he can't come back. Um, but my thing is that I, I guess I get the premise of it. But if they want to say they don't want to put a criminal on there, like they have criminals on there all the fucking time, like half of the rappers they have on there. Are criminals. Are, 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 yeah, that's what I'm saying. Are, 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 are criminals. So, you know. I mean, we saw what happened to Charlemagne in the street, right? Yes. You know where they live. Yeah. <laughs> it's bad for business, you know. And the, basically, he was saying the guy, the personality that mentioned it was basically saying that um, he would have had more respect for the show if they just said Takashi is a flight risk, is a hazard to the community. If we invite him to the show, it could be, it could cause problems for our staff. In regards to well, endangerment, they, they might come to the station and right. wait outside. And he said that would have made more sense, but instead of them just being honest and upfront, they just gave some politically correct response, which just did not make any sense and provide any credibility. Because at the end of the day, if they choose to ban Takashi, Takashi's so big right now, he doesn't need the Breakfast Club to justify his story. He can go on CNN, he can go on all different platforms to talk, to tell his story. Yeah, you're going to have to be around as many white people as possible. Right. And they also said something that may have something to do with like Charlemagne's affiliations with like um, Mayno and uh, uh, Tax Taxstone and um, what's that rapper? He went to jail. I, I, he's he's not really a known rapper. I can't remember his name. I feel bad, but he has something to do with the Taxstone Troy Ave thing and and Charlemagne already has his disgruntled views with Troy Ave and then. How Taxstone was his friend, and how with what Takashi's doing, with what Takashi's done, and his gang ties um, has something to do with Charlemagne's decision on not having him be on the show. Yeah, so I mean, I, I just feel like um, I, again, I feel like it's not consistent with what they do at a normal normal time. But if that's their reasoning, that I get it. But just be real about it, and I don't like that sometimes about. That particular show with Takashi himself, I don't, I mean, I don't know, you know, if, if he gets out, I don't know if he could be able to be a, a, a high selling artist anymore. If that was the case, they wouldn't have Offset on the show. Right. That's what I'm saying. They got plenty of criminals on the show all the time. I'm just saying, like, like not only like former criminals, actual today criminals are on the show all the time. So I don't understand. Yeah. Oh, you know. Uh, the Wolf of Wall Street was on the show, right? Yeah, he was on the show, actually, which is a great, great movie. Top one of the top movies in 2010s, um, and then speaking of hip hop, once again, uh, we talked about Nipsey Hussle and his legendary status or non-legendary status, and apparently, Wack 100, who said he wasn't a legend, got beat up by one of Nipsey's bodyguards for saying he wasn't a legend. Um, which I guess who couldn't see that coming, right? I mean, honestly, I couldn't because he laid it down factually accurate. Like how are you that much in your feelings? Apparently he was. Uh, he didn't say anything incorrect. 
And he said it in a very respectful way. So I, I really don't understand the confusion. What do you think about it? I think as the music comes on, uh, <laughs> I think um, the thing with that is uh, with him getting, because apparently I think he just got like snuck. Right. And then the security like pushed him away or whatever. And then Wack 100 was kind of inviting it when they were at Rolling Loud. But the 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 irony to the story is like the next day, Wack 100 goes on Instagram Live, <laughs> doing what he does best, you know, adding on to the scenario. Like, listen, I don't look. Does it look like that somebody just got knocked out? You don't see no scars on my face. You don't see no marks. I'm still here standing. Oh, that's what he said. Yeah, because oh. the video's on somewhere on the internet. He's like, I'm still here standing. No marks on my face. No scratches. How like how are you gonna beat me up? And I'm still here breathing, still talking, still awake. And because apparently the guy like hit him once and then security stopped it. And then he like, but with that one punch, he was like out or whatever. Mm-hmm. But his thing is like, listen, you didn't, you didn't, we, I want a real fight. We didn't fight. And blah, blah, blah. And like all that other stuff. But I mean, I just think it's just stuff to just get you to distract you from the real news because of what, basically what he's saying. I mean, I don't know. It, it, it's, it's a lot of nonsense, but He's bring he's bringing up facts, but people at, at this at this day and age are not going to want to hear that because of what Nipsey has done for the community, what his Nipsey has done um, as a person, uh, and him with being a rapper as well, and then it's still a sensitive subject for many people, and I think with how Wack has consistently been broadcasting these these his thoughts on this has basically pushed this sensitive subject especially being in LA where you know stuff like that they don't play like they'll hold on to grudges forever if mm. if need be and you see what happens when it comes to rappers deaths like the number of deaths when it comes to rappers in LA in, LA, in comparison to other states is just crazy yeah i agree <laughs> um yeah i just, i just felt like you know i could have seen it coming um, only because of um, I mean, he didn't lay it out, laid it out right, but like he said, because of who Nipsey was, and it's still so fresh for most people to say anything about him is blasphemy in most people's cases. And that's fair, but these are from people who have never met him. Who who never met him? The people uh, who you talk about? Well, the bodyguard was that was his bodyguard. Who well, I'm talking about in general. Oh yeah, yeah, you're, yeah. you're talking in general. Yeah, yeah. 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 So again, the bodyguard can say something, but right. everyone else feels the same way, and you you don't even know him. Right. Um, Mike just got that text. You know what that means? One week, Petty Mike is on the straight tonight. L N S. He ready to the fold down. That's what I'm talking about. Teddy pinned it down, Mike. Woo! Mike about to put that deep voice into the stroke in tonight. Let's be clear. Microwaves left a long time ago. I don't <laughs> finesse like John does. The, he had that finesse and smile, though. I'm just saying, but, people, if you can see what I see right now. <laughs> <laughs> Microwaves left a long time ago. I grew up. You know, but I passed the torch to John right here, man. So. <laughs> man <laughs> I'm still learning, apparently. I, I love him, you know what I'm saying? He got that text. It was like, oh, 
there. This podcast about to be done. Nope. I just texted about. I was, I was asking how the Christmas party was. That I didn't. That's go how to it starts, night. ladies and gentlemen. Uh, how was, the Christmas party start? Oh, you tired? You know, you got a long drive. As, as what Mike would say, you got a long drive. Didn't you send us a voice text at two in the morning with you with another girl? Was you with a girl? That was a conversation. Huh? That was a conversation. What a time was conversation. it? What time was it? I said that late. That's we recorded that earlier. I think it was like one or two in the morning. Listen, buddy, let's not focus on me. We'll focus on you who's getting the current text messages right now. Not me. It's ten thirty. I'm, I'm good. Hey, that's even better. <laughs> that's even better. She got a late night drive. You there don't want to know she. Okay. Oh, Mike is chilling. Don't, don't try to throw me into it. Again, those are my old ways. These are all old story times. I can't be like can't be like Josh and John right now, man. So <laughs> so you're honestly not meeting a lady after this? No, I'm not meeting ladies. I'm going home, getting ready to go to work tomorrow for love. Yeah, right. Everyone's at that party, huh? I'm, I'm, I'm texting about the after party right now to find out how it's going. Oh, how convenient! I'm not going to it, but yeah, yeah right. Uh, whatever. So if um, you get tired, I mean, I live around the corner. And I'm saying if you just want to want to ride to work, I got you because that's the type of person I am. Anyway, and one more. <laughs> That, that 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 come from King Finesse over there. Yeah, but one more yeah. thing we got we got Jaded Josh King Finesse. <laughs> no, going um, and just a little lighter moment to end this thing off. It's about the uh, Eminem and Nick Cannon uh, beef they added again. Ish apparently, and um, I saw this. I didn't realize what was going on. So somebody actually sent it to me, and it made me laugh actually very loudly. But. I saw the whole thing about um, the beef. I guess it started with the whole. You heard the song that uh, M was on on a long on, time ago. No, no, no. The new beef. Oh, the new one on Fat Joe's song. Oh, yeah. Fat Joe's song. Yeah, Mary's he Day. mentioned Nick Cannon. Oh, that he did a whole verse about Nick Cannon. Wow, it was pretty dope actually. Um, and Joe's album is pretty good. Shout out to Fat Joe and Dre. The album's pretty, album's pretty dope actually. But um, Fat Joe and who? Dre. He's a well, mostly known as a producer. Cool of Cool and Dre and. Yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, he can rap a little bit too, though, actually. Yeah. So, uh, but anyway. I don't like him singing too much, though. Yeah, I don't like that, I don't though. Really like that. But anyway, came at him, then Nick kind of responded, or at least Nick and the crew. <laughs> kind the of, wild and out crew. Wild and out crew. So, um, Wailing. So, you know, it kind of started way back with Eminem and Mariah Carey, so. You think this is all just for clout or for, for for publicity, or what do you think? Uh, complete publicity. I like to look at patterns. So as Mariah Carey got the accolade for the Christmas song, and they're doing it at this time. Right. Come on. It's obvious. It's completely obvious. What do you think about it? Of course, it's it's for the clout, because I, I just especially and Nick Cannon makes it apparent because he's using this to drive his show. Because if you're looking, he has the black team all dressed in black. They're 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 having a little freestyle battle, and then the two disc records where he has the black team going in on him and all that. And then he invites Eminem, and then he made another comment the other day. He's like, "Listen, he's coming at 50. He's like, "Listen, if your slave master can't come on, then you should. I invite you to the show Eesh. to uh to come I battle." He said that. Oh yeah, he said that the other day. He's oh, like, yeah, "I invite you to come on the show." And be on the red team, blah, 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 and like defend the title then. So you could tell, like, with Nick Cannon, what happened, this is all just a publicity stunt for the show. And what, I guess with Mariah, just to add on to her numbers of what she recently got for um, that Christmas song. So let's talk about the team, right? The um, 
the the Wild and Out crew, who are actually battle rappers, who are really good battle rappers, you know, in in, in these streets, actually. So, do you think them jumping on that for them? You think that's kind of whack, or do you think that's smart? It depends on what they want to do with it. Because if these are battle rappers and they don't know how to make songs, it's not going to go anywhere, regardless if they win or lose. It's not going to do anything. It's like that, um, you know, I don't really follow the battle rap scene, but the guy that beat Joe Budden, um, I don't remember his name, but they had some big battle or whatever, and Joe Budden lost publicly. I I thought because the crowd kept interrupting him. He just stopped. That too, but if you look, if you go back and listen to what he said, the guy kind of did have one up. Over, Je- over over Joe Budden, bar for bar, and even Joe kind of admits it. But going at the point of these battle rappers that go off and they win these competitions, it doesn't do anything because they can't make songs. There's the general public, when it comes to battle rappers and bars, the jet the average person, which is white America, when they listen to rap and all that, or women, because women's a very large part when it comes to music. They're not sitting in a room. Oh, snap, razor blades. All this other stuff, listening to that and like thinking like, oh, this bar was hot. They want to hear music. They want to hear songs. They want to hear something that makes them dance, makes them feel, makes them cry. They all the other want, stuff. They don't want to think. They don't want to, well, yeah, they don't want to think. It's entertainment, yeah. It's entertainment. And these, I, with you, to your point of saying like these are talented battle rappers, which may be the point, but at the end of the day, it's really not going to do much for them because if they don't, if they can't make songs in a song format to the masses, nobody is going to buy them. And then it's just going to be, yeah, this is great. And then it's going to fade out. So I thought it was whack. I thought that, um, number one, I thought that. The song itself? Well, both of the songs are whack that they did this song they did. I felt it's like. horrible. 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 Yeah, horrible. I was so disappointed. Like, yeah. Oh, Nick Cannon won. <laughs> but I felt like that, Um, for if it felt like, you know, these guys work on Wild and Out, even though the battle rappers said they work on Wild and Out, and it felt like they were out there somewhere, and Nick was in his office, and called him in here and said, listen, I need you to jump on a diss track for me if you want to keep your job on the show. Basically, that's kind of what happened. They have no parts of this beef whatsoever and to me that's whack it's like yo they work for you so they hop in your beef so they keep their job on the nickelodeon show or whatever what's on mtv mtv show or whatever it is and it's kind of it, it, that that kind of bothers me that's got goes against the essence of beef for me because it's not genuine maybe eminem uh, i'm sorry nick doesn't like eminem because he did come at his ex-wife or his wife or whatever at the time but those guys, I feel like it was whack, and I feel like Nick needed help. So, again, that makes it whack to be a rap beef. Um, M, Nick is not genuine as far as lyrically, because he has interviews where he said Eminem is, like, the top two of all time for him, lyrically speaking. So you can't come at him and then on a song say you'll never be a legend. It's, it's contradictory, right, in, in, in that space. That's why it's publicity. It, it definitely publicity, but it just it just losses, so it doesn't really make sense. You're not, you're not getting the publicity that you want from it. Well, technically, it is. We're talking about it, but but nobody's. We're talking about it. I mean, we're watching more while and out because of it. What do the ratings say? I don't know. I would have to look them up actually. But um, so but as far as that part is whack. But for Eminem's part, should he respond or just be like it's not worth my time? 
Well, I would hope he it, he had better things to do. Responding. Um, you think he should? I I think he should have better things to do. Okay. All I right. think. At least I heard an interesting point the other day. I think Eminem is going to respond when money is involved. So it's either going to be on, like for instance, when on that Fat Joe record, when okay. he's either going, he's either going to respond on a feature, or if he has an album coming out. That's, uh, but as far as him just doing like some sort of mixtape yeah. or just responding on like a, just a free song, yeah. I don't think he's going to do that. Not at this point of his career. It doesn't make any sense. Man. It really doesn't make sense because Eminem doesn't have to do anything if he doesn't want to. <laughs> Right. He doesn't because he already has his money. He has his he has his notoriety, and he actually has things to lose. So this is yeah. what I got into an argument on Hoodrash TV's comment section. Because I was oh like, yeah, what, what was that about? Yeah, because I, I literally said I was like, you know, the old Eminem, Marshall Mathers LP Eminem, he just would have laced them and then buried the body. It's done. Who's next? What is it to you? What was the argument? And they were like, oh, you don't even listen to rap. Da 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 da. And I'm just saying, I'm just saying, I would take that. Eminem versus the current Eminem and a freestyle bout personally. Right, right, right. He was a man who had nothing to lose and everything to gain. Now this Eminem has everything to lose. He has a daughter who's what? 16, 17, 18 now? He has other oh, things to worry about. 22, yeah. Right. So there's other things to worry about. Like you have a lot to lose. And right. you sh- and the game showed you you had a ton to lose with proof. Right. So you have a ton to lose. Yeah. And Nick Wood has nothing to do, I guess. So it's just because right now I I view him as uh, what was it? What was Hulk in Endgame? Smart Hulk was smart it? Smart Hulk, yeah. Yeah, I view him as that now. He's still he's Hulk, but he, you're Smart Hulk now. You're not like raging Hulk. Right. All right, and that's kind of um, the end of our pop culture section. And um, I guess one last thing that we got to finish up with this podcast because it's happening today, so it's big news is that Trump became the third U.S. president to be impeached today. And um, it's, you know, actually on today while we're doing this podcast, so it's fresh news. Right. So I just want to give um, you guys a second to talk about your thoughts about that. John? What, with Trump? He actually did get impeached, yeah. Oh, he actually got impeached? Yes. Mm-hmm. The House votes Trump's become the third U.S. president to be impeached. House approves both articles. I definitely have to go to the barbershop tomorrow. Um, I'll be there. I mean, at the end of the day, so who's president Ron Pence, right? Mm-hmm. So if you look, I, I, I look at it from this point. Is Trump a, a great man? No. Is Trump fight for the people? No. Look at the difference between, I'm not really into politics, but I just look at, the stuff that I've seen that I see what Trump and Mike Pence does. Would you really want Mike Pence to be your president who actually knows what he's doing and doesn't really look like he's in favor of you per saying black people? No, I, I mean, I have my own thoughts, but no, I don't. And I think the major thing when it comes to Trump that people don't like, even though Trump is an image of what Americans are, it's sad to say, Trump speaks his mind. Right? He speaks the things that people think about, but they may not actually say it in public. Right? Mm-hmm. The reason why people don't like that is because he says things that are politically incorrect, and he basically he goes off of ego. And most people, majority of people, are not going to like that. But if you look at the people in the presidential race, 
And if you look at the presidential candidates who may not go the route of being up front, at the end of the day, they're all the same. These people were friends of Trump. These people have pictures of, of Trump. These people, Trump was invited to their weddings. Mm-hmm. And now when he's become this president and he's so egotistic and he's saying all these other things that they he, were already part of his character, they ignore it. I'm like, oh, no, 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 we don't know him. Right. Because people are so quick to fall, going back to the media and going back to the agenda of what the media does because of what he of how he's presenting himself and how he's talking, they're not gonna like that because it's just constantly in your face. And my thing is it's like when you bring up these points of like you gotta you, you gotta bring up Trump for what he does, but you also gotta bring up what other people are doing. What other people are doing in the dark. But people don't do that because they're doing it in the dark. And it's not do it's not actively happening in the forefront. And that's my big thing. When it comes to, but hey, I mean, I, I guess it's a good thing that pre- that Trump is impeached. It's a good thing, but what are we gonna do now with Pence? Um, Josh, what are your thoughts? Well, I guess personally, I don't think anything's really gonna change because the Senate still has to vote to remove him as president because mm-hmm. he can still serve as president. Mm-hmm. So it's really just a political technicality, right? And Republicans have already gone on record saying that they weren't going to impeach him anyway. So it's kind of like when George Bush lost, but he still got elected president. Right. So it's kind of similar to that in, let's say, those political, that political arena. So I just hope, you know, he doesn't retaliate and declare martial law because that would be very unfortunate for everyone. Yeah, I agree. I think because it's towards the end of his term, um, we don't like to have shakeups um, as, a, as, a, as a nation. People got to remember, as, as we're on our solid soil here in the United States, we're still viewed by other nations. And these acts against our sitting president, though maybe necessary, it still looks bad. We look like clowns to other nations right now, right? And Well, that was the case when he got voted in, but yeah. Yeah, that's because when he got voted in, but then when he got voted in and we're all against it, we look like we look, we look bad. Keep the same energy, right? Because if you had that energy before, he wouldn't have got elected. Exactly. So, to like you said, if they didn't move Pence in for now, and for what? Um, and the crazy thing is, I had to bring this up because there was a thing. I don't know if you saw the video. I have. Sorry, Mike. Go ahead. But I don't know if you saw the video with Dame Dash's. Um, well, I sent it. It was like a nine-minute video. It's in the chat. Um, basically, Dame Dash. I guess he does this little panel and he had like this other blogger Adam 22 and his castmates and then he brought like some random white girl from the audience from like the, the their studio and she was bringing up like certain points of like with Trump and how she was watching the debates and stuff like that and she was saying like when it comes to the idea of Trump being impeached it's just not plausible because with the percentages of what the American people of the idea of impeaching Trump is at 50%. And like, if you go at numbers, if you want to put it in perspective, like with Bill Clinton, he was at like 30% or something like that. And they were also saying with the House, they were not going to go, like, even though we may vote for impeachment, with their agenda and like with what they need to do, they're not going to get rid of Trump. 
at the end of the day because it's just but they're allowing people to think that because it just goes along with great ratings it's good for tv it's part of the media but the average person is not going to look at it that way they're just going to look like oh we should impeach him but she also brought up a point like how of how demoralizing trump is to women and with this specific race the numbers of women when it came to voting are so low when it came to trump's presidential candidacy it's just like you it's like these people are saying all these things but are not doing anything about it and a lot of women are having all these protests but they didn't vote you're joking she said the the percentage the percentage the percentages of women i think i don't know if it was just white women or women in general who voted for trump it was just like the numbers are not there so it's like these people who are advocating and like are, are talking against Trump. They weren't voting. So they're not voting for the other candidate. So that's what happened with Hillary. Interesting. Yeah. And like I said, I just feel like at this point to move Pence in for a few months until the next election, which is next year, it just doesn't make any sense. Um, but I mean, he deserved what he got, this embarrassment, you know, for what he did. And his presidential, um, historically, will never be the same after the day, you know, how he's looked at him. And I think he does care about that. However, for us, we got to get to November 2020 to get someone in that we can have moving forward and um, and go from there. That's my, that's my thoughts on the whole thing. So, But with that being said, that's the end of our podcast for this time. We want to thank you all for uh, listening as always. Get it out before midnight. That phone drop. Like, that was not a phone. After he said, like, all right, it's time to go. Got that text. That was, pen, that, that, that was a pen that dropped. But uh, thank you all once again. <laughs> and um, we appreciate y'all listening as always, man. We want to thank the it's followers. It's right around 11 o'clock. The followers. That and we, your girl just called. Oh, so, you, so you're a singer now. I'm not a singer. That's just me talking. <laughs> you're the singer. <laughs> you, let me hear something. Mike, yeah. be ready. You said you was about to sing. Come on, now. I never said that. Never <laughs> said that. You got your water right here. Come on, man. There's nothing in here, bro. It's <laughs> even better. So you, you ready? You could at least do it like Obama, just like slip it in there in a sentence. You feel me? <laughs> one day, one of these days. But um, yeah, one day y'all, y'all get to singing. But we'll see y'all in 2020. Have a safe and happy holidays. And uh, thanks again for listening. We out. And happy New Year. Ooh.